0: You're listening to episode 68 of the Urban Yogi Podcast featuring Sasha Kalivoda.
1: I commit to share my light with people.
0: Sasha Kalivoda loves real food and the people who produce it. With a background in chemistry, she is a speaker, educator, and holistic nutrition expert on a never ending quest to understand what true nutrition and wellness look like. One of her major missions is to bring wisdom back into the kitchen and to help humanity reconnect with the cycles and signals of nature to regain the life-giving information of our ancestors. Becoming a mother in 2009 changed her forever and further ingrained in her the desire to inspire others to reassess their priorities and put their health at the top of their lists to preserve the health of future generations. She strongly believes We can have a world of healthy, happy, and robust people, but we have to decide to make it so. Sasha can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sasha Kalivoda, and her new podcast, The Sovereign Collective, which is amazing, by the way, can be found online on various platforms at sovereigncollective.org. I'll put all that in the show notes. I hope you enjoy my engaging interview with the wonderful, beautiful Sasha Kalivoda.
1: Her beauty in the moonlight over through you. She tied you to her kitchen chair, broke your throat, then cut your hair. And
0: from your lips. So, this is my new friend, Sasha. And Sasha runs a podcast called The Severn Collective that I came across a few days ago when I was doing some research um, from Amanda Vollmer. And Amanda Vollmer is like one of my favorite rebel humans. Um, she's so powerful. And everything she says really resonates with my heart and soul and mind. And um, so it's always fun to cultivate um, a kindred spirit, you know, soul community. And I feel like, Sasha, um, you're you're part of that. Even though we haven't met, I totally vibed with all the questions you were asking, Amanda, and uh, your intention and your heart and, and just the whole sort of, Uh, intention to sort of bring these natural healing remedies to the people. And I loved how when you were speaking with Amanda, she was saying, you know, as natural holistic healers, we have like this plethora, this cornucopia of healing tools and modalities. Whereas in the allopathic system, it's really just like cutting and drugs and, you know, pills and this type of thing. Um, My father is a psychiatrist, so I know very well that whole sort of uh, scene Um, I remember when um, I was probably about eight years old, Pfizer actually paid for him to take two of his sons on a fishing trip. And I snuck into their ballroom at this expensive five-store resort, Paters Lodge. And I was watching how they were doing like an advertising sort of um, mastermind for their next antidepressant. And they had different pictures of different looking women. And they were trying to decipher which uh, depressed looking woman would sell the most pills. And being an eight-year-old boy, I was like, something feels really scary here. <laughs> something feels nice a bit off. Nice
2: tune at eight. That's awesome that you could feel that.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, and not to, you know, my dad's, he's actually gone away from prescribing and he's more into just being a good listener now, which I think is really great. Um, So it's not like it's all bad, but the whole idea that the... Um, That there's only one way to heal and you have to do it a certain way it never really resonated with me i I feel like there's many different ways to heal and um specifically healing the teeth i was so curious to hear about how you were able to was it your son's uh cavity Mm -hmm. using olive oil ozonated olive oil ozonated olive oil Mm,
2: yeah so maybe
0: we can get into that and then anything else do you want to talk about you know i'm all ears (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, well, we can talk about whatever you want. The the, the, it's, the interview that I did with the man is one of my favorite, like, you're right. She's just a warrior out there. And that's really mm. what I feel like this past year of 2020 has done for me is bring out the warrior inside of me and try to inspire people to just take it back, take back your parenting, mm. take back your health, take back your education, take everything back that you've allowed to have taken, that you've given it away. Mm-hmm. And so- even the dentist, like I haven't personally been to a dentist in a very long time. My background me is chemistry and nutrition, <laughs> cool. and health coaching. And for me, if there's always something that I can do myself, that's what I, that's what I try to do. So I, I mm-hmm. I'd like the last resort to be, the dentist or whatever other outside of. It's not that we can't go to other people for help and advice and support, but I think we have to be learn to discern. Who to go Mm -hmm. to, and also educate ourselves to know what we can do first. Because, like what she said in that interview, is it's laughable. Like what the medical system has, it's laughable, and that term Mm -hmm. really sits stands out in my mind from that interview because it Mm -hmm. is. It's just we have so many options to us in the natural world when you know Mm -hmm. what you're capable of. So that story that you refer to with my son is when he had a cavity growing, Mm -hmm. and. No, and so you you interviewed Nadine Artemis and that's yes. something I've also interviewed.
0: Oh, you've interviewed her as well.
2: I interviewed her in the past for a, a program that I created. Which, yes, there we go. Holistic. I'm just Dental
0: showing Care. for those of you listening. I'm shows, showing Nadine Artemis's book, Holistic Dental Care, which you can get uh, at her site, LivingLibations.com. Yeah, so so amazing. Did you interview her on the Severn Collective?
2: I didn't on that, but I might because what I, I created a program 10 years ago called Your Conscious Pregnancy and Parenting Guide, nice. and I think we launched it at the end of 2020.
1: Oh, okay, for cool. That
2: inter, for that program, it's a series of interviews to help so we can create healthy, robust, well-adjusted human beings from the get-go and try mm-hmm. not to have the psychiatrist fix them in the end or whoever else. Yeah. right? That totally. was my goal. When I had my son, I was I was, sh- I was just... It profoundly impacted me. Like this is a duty to our children to arm ourselves with knowledge and to actually mm-hmm. put that at the top of the priority list and yes. to do what we can to, for their emotional health, their mental health, their spiritual awareness, everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I put this program together. And for that program, I talked about skincare and dental care with Nadine about 10 years ago.
0: That's amazing. Uh, somebody started a lawn blower outside my place. Let me just put this on pause and I'm going to close the window. Okay. <laughs> that's really cool. And um, yeah, it's almost like, I mean, it's kind of like the movie, The Matrix, just like breaking out of the matrix and taking our power back and realizing that our bodies are super powerful uh, vessels that are self-healing if we stop putting poison in them.
2: (laughs) And isn't that funny? It's controversial to even Get into the fact that we're poisoning the water, we're poisoning the soil, we're poisoning the air, we're poisoning our fo- li- livestock, we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. putting poison on the shelves and labeling it as food. Yeah. And then it's controversial to maybe address those things mm-hmm. as the root of why we're dying.
0: I we're Yeah. Poisoning. And I even think of going into like Shoppers Drug Mart and then seeing like almost all the products are poisonous, like all the food, the crackers, everything has all these preservatives and glyphosate. And then like all of the beauty products for women. Uh, you know all the makeups with lead and the different um toxins in in putting on the skin and then you go to the same place to get your you know uh cancer drugs so it's just so like it's like come on people wake up
2: (laughs) i know i know it's amazing it's not it's not a mystery as to why our Mm -hmm. health is failing and why the planet is dying it's it's not Mm -hmm. a mystery Mm -hmm. and we always talk about overpopulation where the people are such a burden but i don't think we have actually explored treading lightly on this planet and living mm. in a harmony with the planet i i we, mm. we've never done that as a human right. species right our model is to pillage and plunder and expand and take yeah. without returning back so mm. yeah it, it's it's interesting because you know we're the odd ones out i'm I, I, my son's in hockey and not this year but in past years and we're always mm-hmm. the weirdos we've got the healthy food and you know we don't <laughs> Do the Timbit donuts in the dressing room and we don't right. drink the Gatorade. And it's weird. It's weird to people. And for me, it's weird to think that it's okay to put that in your child's developing, growing, sensitive body.
0: And the Gatorade is still a thing.
2: Oh my goodness, yes. So what I we do with that. the Gatorade. Yeah, we we save it and we we save it for our the Halloween buyback for the dentist. So you weigh the candy and then you they pay you per pound. So the Gatorade- oh, nice. Would create a big haul.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's smart. Wow. Yes. So ionized olive oil. How did you um, come across that?
2: Ozonated. So ozonated. ozonated. So ozonated. I'm gonna give a plug for my friend here. So yes. i Calgary, and her name is Lisa, Lisa Scheffelmeyer, and she has a total ozone therapy. It says I think total ozone skin therapy on it, but she makes cool. it.
0: And oh, this wow. is
2: ancient, like um. Nikola Tesla created an ozone machine, right? And this is knowledge from a long time ago. And all it is is ozone that is bubbled through different oils. And so different oils have different capacities to to saturate to a different level with ozone. Mm. So some are stronger, some are less strong. And this stuff is stinky and it doesn't taste good. But for whatever reason, my son does not complain at all. It never has. Mm. So I just keep putting it in there. So I actually still nice. put it in there. I don't brush his teeth as much anymore, but back in mm-hmm. the day when I always did. So ozone, if you go to a holistic dentist, they'll, they'll use ozone to help harden a cavity or to clean out an abscess so that you won't have to go to antibiotics. And Mm. so I figured, well, I've got this ozonated olive oil, which is really great for any kind of weird infection. You got something weird growing on your face. you got some acne. Is it whatever, or people with eczema or anything like that. So I started Mm. flossing. I put on the floss for my son, but I noticed Mm. my son. Okay. Let's back up for a sec. My son, his baby teeth were not the best. Unfortunately. And I attribute that to me because Mm. I went into pregnancy being a 20 plus year vegetarian vegan Mm. for most and this is Mm going to be controversial for some but i don't believe that is the ideal diet for a woman in her reproductive years
0: you know i've got a close family friend and she was a vegan while she was pregnant with her kids and they both had really weak almost see-through teeth Mm -hmm. and um, then she started to feed them she said okay not going to be vegan anymore start to feed them grass-fed butter and they were literally like chomping out they loved it so much and also fermented cod liver oil they were drinking it like it was gatorade (laughs) and within eight months their teeth got so much better so yeah i agree with you
2: exactly a testament to the the ability of the body to heal and the thing is we think of these teeth as just this is what you get and if they decay they decay and you can't do anything but these are living pieces of our body they are living there's Mm -hmm. intelligence in there and they're always self-cleaning and self-repairing if we allow for it and if we
1: eat Mm.
2: properly for it, but unfortunately we don't. So my son was born with some, I would say, weaker baby teeth. So because... Mm part of mineralization, the bones and the teeth is really dependent on the fat soluble vitamins that you get in the grass fed butter that you get in the cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. And I started doing a little bit of that. I wasn't vegan anymore. When I was pregnant, I realized it's probably not the best idea. And I was in Europe for half the time. And that's not convenient at all mm-hmm. to be vegan traveling in Europe when you're pregnant.
1: Yeah.
2: And I just so I started doing some of it, but you need more than the time that you're pregnant. I mean, the body's amazing. But I think traditional societies have a tradition of preparing the and bu- building of the body for a good year prior to pregnancy right. to provide that store of nutrients that we need to build another human being and if we don't provide it it'll take what it can that baby will take what it can from us and and otherwise it might be deficient it might not develop properly so my son was born with his teeth his baby teeth were not the strongest and so he hmm. had some already he had some He's had abscesses in the past and he's had some cavities in the past. And the tooth that I started to see grow a cavity, started seeing this brown spot forming was beside a tooth that had been filled already. And I watched the dentist fill it. And it was a holistic dentist, but you know, they're not all the same. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, Oh, I don't really like, I don't think you did it all the way. I didn't say anything. I just, I watched it and I went, didn't feel too good about it. Well, sure enough, mm-hmm months later, I can't remember a year later or something, he started getting this brown spot and here I am watching this grow. So I thought, oh boy, here we go. Another traumatic trip to the dentist. But I started, I thought, you know what? By that time I started I did a lot more studies into reversing it. And I had before, but I was applying it more. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't all I would just put a huge blob on the floss and get it in there. I'd put it all in and around, get it on a tip and I'd just rub it around anywhere just in case there was something mm-hmm. forming that I wasn't aware of. I've reversed mm-hmm. an abscess in his mouth with it, i reversed the cavity, and sure enough, that brown spot started to fade and go away. And once he lost that tooth in front of it, so I, I couldn't see it, there was still a, a brown s- spot there but it was hard and it was firm. And that's what mm. ozone will do. It'll help harden those spots. So even if you have that spot, you know, it's strong and protected when it's, it's like, when they're soft, you know, you've got a problem. So you want mm-hmm. that enamel to be hard again. And so that's nice. what I did. And I still, and I, so I kept doing that after that. And I had that healing right in front of my eyes. I just, for years and years, every night, brushes, teeth, floss, put some ozone in there. And I haven't had any issue since. Nothing. That's around.
0: awesome. Yeah. And you said your friend makes this ozonated olive oil.
2: She does. She does. It's is she total- in Canada. Yeah. She's in Calgary. I'm in Calgary and she's in awesome. Calgary. Yeah. Total ozone therapy, I believe is her. So she makes a jojoba oil, um, a V-bomb for the women, the V-bombs oh, nice. for if you've got any weird stuff going on. So it's got also antimicrobial essential oils in there and then the olive oil as well. So oh, and that's that's an olive oil base. And then there's just the straight olive oil
0: we'll have to put her link in the show notes i'll do that Mm -hmm. for sure
2: yeah awesome stuff i'm never without it there's certain things that i have in my my medicine chest if you want to call it that at all times and that is one of the things that i have at all times
0: nice what else um is ozone used for i i hear it can be used to sort of balance out the microbial milieu of the body
2: yes so it's a really it's a really safe way to clean out and create a better balance so if people have a bacterial infection if somebody has a staph infection going on they got a cut going on if they they've got some skin issues going on it's a very safe way that ozone therapy to i think that might have been what mr t trump was talking about when he was talking about i didn't look at it through the people saying oh he's talking about putting bleach and injecting bleach no, I'm pretty sure that's not Maybe what he was talking yeah. about. More about the <laughs> ozone therapy. It's a very safe way. If you don't want to breathe in the gas, it can be harmful for the lungs. But once you bubble it through the olive oil, it's very safe to put into your mouth. Or even if you're the the dentist, with they'll have they'll have an exhaust when they're bubbling it through in the area that they're they're addressing. Hmm. So I've used it for any weird kind of thing. My son actually puts it as lip balm. I don't like the taste of ozonated olive oil, but I'm using it also seeing if I, I've got a bit of a receding gum at the back, a few receding gums, mm-hmm. and I'm just seeing that combined with a few other things, if I can help restore the health of that, that gum back there as well.
0: Do you know of holistic dentists in Canada who use this ozone therapy?
2: Yes. Yeah, there, there are a few, like the one that I I went to, and he's now retired. Well, I didn't go to him, but my son, I brought my son to him, he's retired, but I'm pretty sure the man who's taken is the taken over the practice, the dentist taken over the practice, still using it. So some holistic dentists do, they'll have ozone oh, nice. needed ozone machines the problem is, is they're extremely expensive for like seconds you're paying $200 right for 30 seconds or something of an ozone oh, wow. blast where you can just have this this jar and, and which is good to use when you need it is say in an acute situation but you know for 30 40 dollars you can have uh, a supply in your fridge and you can right. use that as well
0: I don't know of any holistic dentists in Vancouver who use this type of stuff. I, I know there's one holistic dental office, but I wasn't impressed. So I haven't been to the dentist for several years. Um, I do go to a holistic hygienist,
1: mm. Kim.
0: Kim, the Happy Hygienist in West Vancouver. She's amazing. Um, I was praying because I, I um, was told I had a small cav. Well, actually, I to- was told I had a small cavity that healed <clears throat> at my last checkup. Which was probably 2017, and then uh, the the dentist said, "Actually, you've got one that's slightly bigger on the other side, and you're going to need to have to get it filled." And I went, "Oh, geez!" And I was 33 at the time, and I'd never had cavities in my life. Um, I had braces, and I had I went to to a different hygienist who was quite violent with my teeth, and I didn't trust her. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think what might have happened was. Because she showed me during the dental checkup, she's like, "Oh, your um, the braces really damaged that back tooth. Look at what what the braces did." I'm thinking, was it the braces or was it you scraping so hard or was it a combination? <laughs> it was literally the most painful experience, mouth experience Ouch. of my life. She was, wow. and I said, "Oh, I think you're going a little hard," and there was blood everywhere, and I think she must have been having a bad day and taking it out on me. but, oh <laughs> but anyway, long story short, I remember she showed me in the mirror where the the braces had kind of grooved into the back teeth because they put these sort of caps, these metal caps on the back teeth, and then they string the braces along the front. And that metal cap had kind of made a big groove. And then two years later, when I go and see this dentist, he says, there's this cavity right where that groove was pressing into the tooth. So it could have been something to do with that. Anyway, I said, is there any way you think I could heal it naturally? He said, no, you know, it's gone past. You're going to have to just get it filled. And I thought, well, you know, if we can land a man on the moon, surely I can figure out a way to <laughs> a man on the moon. Um, so what I did was I I talked to my friend, Casta, who's like a holistic dude. And he said, talk to Nadine Artemis, get her book, Holistic Dental Care, do some research, and I'm sure you can heal it. So I started to read her book. And I um, I actually made a purchase from some of her uh, amazing products from her website. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she, by the way, she's got the best dental uh, products and the best toothpaste I've ever had. It's this is my favorite frankincense fresh it's called and it's got like clay in there and uh, MSM and it just it your teeth just feel like you've been to the dentist it's amazing it's a little plug for Nadine but anyway so I, I, I started uh, implementing her eight-step uh, dental you know oral care procedure at night and then I heard about something called silver diamine fluoride I'm not normally a fan of fluoride but Something spoke to me because it's been used in like Japan for 80 years. Instead of filling and drilling, they just put a little layer of this silver diamine fluoride on the on the cavity. And I started doing research and it had been approved in the States a few years ago. And I, I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could manifest somebody in Vancouver who knew about this? So anyway, I was at a networking event a few years ago. And I met Kim, the happy hygienist, and she just was so bubbly and happy. I just thought, hmm, I wonder if she knows about this. I said, have you heard of silver diamine fluoride? And she's like, oh, funny you mentioned that. I just learned about that two weeks ago at this like um, mini workshop I went to. And she said, none of the dentists at the place I work at are willing to use it, even though it could potentially benefit somebody, you know, a kid who doesn't want to get a filling or uh, an elderly person who's having abscesses just to sort of slow the microbial um quorum sensing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went and had a layer of that painted on the cavity. The only side effect is that the area that they painted on, the cavity gets quite dark, like it looks even more brown. But I mean, it's at the back of my mouth. It doesn't really matter. So um, I've had that done twice. It seems to have hardened it up. But I every once in a while, I get a little bit of pain, a little bit of sort of discomfort back there. I'm not sure if it's psychosomatic or not. Um, I've, t- I've taken a little, you know, thing and just tapped it and it's quite hard. I remember when it, when I first had it, it was like a, Ooh, it was gooey. It was very gooey. Oh, okay. So it was quite a, you know, it was quite the cavity and now it's like hard every once in a while. I'm, I'm not sure. Is it like, is that my psychology doing this or is it actually painful? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right did now it you, feels fine.
2: Did you adjust your diet at all? Did you?
0: I did. Yeah, I mean, I I started um, working with a superfoods company based out of LA called Purium, And so basically, I just live the Purium. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but it's called the Ultimate ultimate Lifestyle Transformation. So basically, I just like spend the whole day eating Chinese herbs and drinking what they call the liquid sunshine, which is basically wheatgrass juice and many different types of grasses, all like beyond organic. Uh, And then I take humic and fulvic acid. Um, which helps to get the glyphosate out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I take a tart cherry juice before bed to help uh, raise the melatonin levels naturally. Uh, And then I take, uh, what's one? Oh, I take the super amino 23, which is vegan legume-based amino acids that have been shown to absorb into your muscles and nourish your muscles within 23 minutes. So that's kind of my thing. And then I have like a healthy meal. Um, The one thing I was concerned about, I'm not sure if you know about this, is the phytic acid issue. Like having to yeah. sprout your grains and if you yeah. don't then it's so bad that's for where your traditional
2: teeth. traditional food preparation comes in and why we want to ferment and sprout mm. and soak to, to break down that phytic acid because that's what's inhibiting the mineralization mm. so that's why traditional it's not about just traditional foods it's about traditional mm. food preparation there's a right. reason why we've done things and I, I think we just had a more of a an, an innate understanding of that and now we're so separate from our food supply and our food production that we we've lost those those practices those traditional ways and the thing is, is also is the fat soluble vitamins is a really huge part of being able to lay down the mineralization and to build the new tooth to build the new bone yes. and to direct the calcium to where to go so is that something that you're yes digging in as well
0: so I take a lot of vitamin D3, K2, both in supplement form as well as in natto. I found a really good uh, organic Japanese grocer. And so I get the natto there. I had some last night. It's, I would love it. It's, it's a weird taste, but I just think it's delicious.
2: It's, um, it's, like an, it's an acquired taste for most North Americans yeah. for sure. Yes. I don't <laughs> mind it
0: at all. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I take a lot of that. Um, and then I take um, Nadine's suggestions of supplements. So I'll take the glutathione, the uh, MSM, Um, the NAC and acetylcysteine, Mm -hmm. these are all different types of antioxidants for the audience. Um, and then I take, there's a few other things like she recommends like liposomal vitamin C. Um, I've, I found a natural source of vitamin C from purium. It's from like Amla, berry and Camu Camu and these types of natural Mm -hmm. sources. So I try to make it as natural as possible. Um, I've also, I don't know if this has any benefit for the teeth, but I've started taking Shilajit.
2: Yeah, well, just a really good mineral source, jeet I mean, there's different mm-hmm. qualities of Shilajit out there, but definitely it's a great way to energize, mineralize, detoxify. Mm. So absolutely. Yeah. Have Best you heard one of, of Chalk? As top. Pardon? Uh,
0: have you heard of Chalk, the brand? C-H-O-Q? They no. have a an organic, a certified organic jeet which is prepared in the traditional way where it's like hot water extracted to remove any heavy metals or impurities. Okay. So I've started taking that. I got a really good deal. I'm really grateful. Um, <laughs> it's a pricey
2: one, that one. She it's was a just,
0: pricey yeah, one. Yeah. And then I also have started taking Irish moss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I hear is really good for minerals. And, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: um, so that seems to like my teeth feel better than they ever have. I also started using a water pick.
2: Mm. I still haven't used a water pick, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, so that's I've good. And that, that's routine. the thing. So this is just a testament to the teeth. And the vitamin A is another one, which is generally found in oh, okay. a lot of D and K sources, but the A, D and okay. K, those are three very important ones, all of okay. them to get that in. So you'll get that from the cod liver oils and from from the food sources, you generally get it.
0: Mm. I take the blue ice fermented cod liver oil right. in the morning.
2: Yeah. So you'll be getting it in there. And well. it's
0: I think it's a combo. So it's got fermented cod liver oil with um concentrated butter oil in there right so you get the sort of the grass-fed butter plus the cotton i I hear that's a good brand i actually bought a book called um curing dental what is it it's by a guy named romuel nagel yes um cure dental cure tooth decay yes and he recommended the blue ice brand in there so it seems to it seems to be helping i just as you said that the teeth are not like dead things in our in our mouths they're living and they have a lymph system as nadine artemis gets into in her book and I just really, um, and that's why I like working with Kim, the happy hygienist, because she believes in the power of the teeth to heal. Um, And then I think of the work of Weston A. Price and how he surveyed all these anthropologically, he surveyed all these preliterate societies and invariably their jaws were big enough to not have crooked teeth and the teeth were invariably quite healthy. So I do believe in the power of providing the right environment for the teeth to thrive. So, if 100%. you have any more hot tips on that, I'm all well, ears. Well, <laughs> I would get the
2: ozone for one thing. That's one okay. thing. I mean, you're doing so many great things for mm. sure. Food prep is really important if you are eating grains and things like that to remove any of the, the mm. anti nutrients in there. And then also getting the ozone. Like for me, that has just been such a great uh, piece for my son. I've just seen it. Mm. I don't have cavities, don't worry about it. But I put it on every once in a while just because, but I'll put a drop of peppermint oil to make it taste a little bit better. Cool. um but those are the main things because the thing is the tooth is alive and as long as we have it's that false idea of that 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 uh that the sugar on the teeth is going to cause the problem right. generally what comes with the sugar is the poor diet which is going to be mineral deficient fat soluble vitamin deficiency which is going to actually change the internal metabolism because what's naturally mm. happening is the tooth actually has that lymphatic system that you're saying that lymphatic fluid coming from the pulp chamber, that will come out and clean Mm. out the tooth. Right. And that can, that could be stagnant or that could reverse. And then we're sucking in all that crap that we're taking in. Right. Right. So we just have to go back to basics and it sounds Mm. complicated, but I tell people, if you get overwhelmed, just think, what did your great, great grandmother have to do? Because that's what was available. What Mm. was in season? How did they prepare it? How did they make things last? How did they, what did they, what was in their immediate environment? The environment provides and the body wants to heal. It's our natural state, but we are Mm -hmm. so far off from our natural state. And so, and there's so many different, there's, there's all these endocrine disruptors that are screwing with our hormone system. There's the Wi-Fi that's screwing with our, our electrical system. Right. And then we're mineral deficient was part of our electrical system. So it's just about going back to basics to simplify that's. And that's one of my, big things, a lot of like, I, there's all these dietary dogmas and, and that's fine. We go through ideas of what we think we should be eating. But I think one thing that's missing in a lot of them is looking at what is seasonal in your environment. Now we're not meant to eat the same thing every day. And we're not meet, meant to eat the same thing in a winter climate. So I'm in Calgary. I get a little, it gets a little bit colder here than you in Vancouver. And we're not meant to eat the same things then. than we are in the middle, like the peak of summer in July and August. Right. right we have to look at what is available and, it, and there's so much attached to that I like I literally believe like most of the world's problems can be solved by that <laughs> because you'll support local economy you'll you'll mm. take away money from the big corporations that are poisoning us you'll support your mm. own health so you'll be smarter and stronger like there's so many things that are are that can be tied to just whole foods in season as local as possible not always I mean it's nice to have a little treat from here and there and everywhere but it's what mm-hmm. we do most of the time
0: I think that's really sound sound advice bringing it back to basics bringing it back to how humans have lived for thousands of years especially when Weston Price's research confirms that people did have quite good dental Very oral good, hygiene the
2: beautiful palates and beautiful wide jaws mm. right everything fit in there and like mm. and I even as a kid when I was my friends were getting like I never had to get my my wisdom teeth out, although later as an adult, stupid me, if I would have studied, I would have worked harder to not get one. I did get one taken out because I had a mm. cavity in between about 15 years ago. It was probably, I think it was the last time I actually went to a dentist. Mm. Uh, it was about 15 years ago, 14 years ago, maybe. But I never had my wisdom teeth taken out. People are taking them out just in case. I'm like, oh yeah. But they're growing in your head for a reason. Why, yeah. why would you do that? It's just like prophylaxis. It's like circumcision. Yeah, yeah sir, like it's like removing yeah. any body part for no
0: reason or because. Reasons. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally ridiculous. And and I remember the justification for why they wanted me, because I had three. I was born with three and one was groaning sideways, interestingly. They said, well, you've had, you know, your mother spent $4,000 on braces. If you don't take them out, they're going to make all mm-hmm. your teeth go crowded and it's going to waste all that money. I was like, okay, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's cosmetic, but again, it's like within just a couple of generations our jaws on average have gotten too small for our teeth yes. i wonder why that is probably as you were saying multifactorial nutrition based oh
2: absolutely for for sure nutrition the thing is is we don't feed we don't have a tradition to feed ourselves as women to provide a rich storage of of mm. nutrients for our babies and then we think we have to have them every 2 years mm. so then we don't build that back up And then we're not feeding our kids on top of that. So we're, they're just depleted on so many Mm -hmm. levels. And then when we even think we're feeding them the good food, we know that today's general food, even the organic foods are not, they do not have the nutrient density that they, we once had decades ago. So I think there's many reasons, it's not just the teeth it's, it's even our brain cage, not Mm -hmm. even big enough or the pelvis for natural childbirth. Like everything is changing. Right. And the interesting thing is, is I'm actually interviewing a dentist for my program for my conscious pregnancy and parenting guide program tomorrow
0: oh.
2: out of California, but he doesn't do anything with cavities or anything. He's all about the bite. Hmm. So I've always educated people around what we need to do to keep the teeth healthy. And so more cosmetically that they fit in the mouth, but he talks about how the bite affects so many things that we think are another problem, digestion, hmm. anxiety focus, mood, immunity, all these things. He says that if, I can't remember if it's the, the back teeth are the most important, the bite. And if they're off by about an eighth of an inch, you can reduce the blood flow to your brain by 40%. Wow. Does
0: Crazy. he say anything about bruxism, teeth grinding at night?
2: Uh, I don't remember. I didn't. I can ask him about that. But he—he uh, he, his name is Dr. Dwight Jennings. He's okay. in San Diego, I believe. And that's his focus is completely on, and not through orthodontics, but he mm. helps adjust the bite so that people, the, there's there's so many things that are affecting our physiology that are actually stemming from the actual bite. So I always looked at that. And it's like, we, we're a more beautiful person to have our teeth fit in our mouth and a wider palate and not these narrow, long faces, right? But mm-hmm. there's so much more than that in terms of oh, interesting. who we are. Is it
0: almost like um, retraining the individual to be able to bite down in the most optimal way?
2: I think it's more, it depends on what age and stage you get people because you Mm. can change through, you can change the development of the jaw in a baby if they're taught to breathe through their nose and not through their mouth. If they breastfeed, right? That's why breastfeeding is also very, very important. That helps to form the palate. Extended mm. breastfeeding is extremely important. Having the tongue seat properly, at a roof of the mouth. There's so many other things that I one see. can do. So I think it depends. And he works with another woman, like they don't take people generally in later stages. You have to get people earlier, but not through orthodontics. I'm not an expert on this, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure he addresses all sorts of things. But when we have our bite off, especially at the back, it's it it, it, it increases leaky gut interesting it's so many things so it's fascinating so i'm excited for that interview tomorrow
0: i'm excited to to listen to it once it comes out um i also heard i was reading the other day that some people to prevent the teeth grinding and for just better parasympathetic time i would suppose is to tape the mouth shut to sleep even my teacher dr northrup does that yeah have you had and you've heard good things about it
2: i've heard good things i've never tried it i sleep with my mouth closed but i know two people now that i've heard about that where they started taping their mouth shut they have a much better sleep and they're so much more rested and (laughs) they feel so much better that that mouth breathing is a it's a terrible thing because it's an it's a it's a message to the body that i'm under stress like Mm. (gasps) Like when we breathe in like we get scared right we're breathing through that mouth so dr john yard right. an ayurvedic practitioner talks about it through nose breathing as well and sports and how a sports performance can increase but even mm. as a woman with going through all these hormonal craziness simply by breathing through your nose you can change your progesterone levels your estrogen levels you can change those levels your cortisol levels wow. so think of if you have a whole night of when your mouth breathing as opposed to nose breathing and that's the time that you're healing and repairing and restoring Think about what that can do in the long term when you all of a sudden start breathing with your mouth closed.
0: Interesting.
1: So, mm-hmm. I'm
0: I'm excited to share this podcast with my friends and and I also have a friend actually the one who was vegan when she was pregnant and she because of that and the weaker teeth her youngest daughter now has a cavity forming and uh, she tried using the silver diamine fluoride but it didn't quite work and it's hard with the you know a young little girl to have really strict stringent oral care uh so she's like i think i might have to get it filled but i'm excited to send her this technology of the um the ozonated olive oil because perhaps Mm -hmm. that could help her
2: warn her that it doesn't taste good i am blessed (laughs) my son (laughs) it doesn't complain so that's just the warning there that it doesn't taste good but i i flood his mouth with it
0: cool like you just brush with it q-tip I, I put it cavity. on the floss
2: right in between and then I get in a q-tip and I just kind of get in every area and sometimes I feel like especially now because he's doing more well he's almost 12 so he's mostly mm. doing his teeth brushing but I still get in there every once in a while because I know the effort I put into it and the effort he puts into it and it's quite different <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I make sure that I rub the, the tops of his molars with it as well just to make sure that if anything is forming in there then I can stop that in its tracks as well
0: and is the idea that the way it works is that it's like super oxygenated and that the mic the microbial balance is influenced positively when you put it there
2: so <sighs> It is somehow it, it strengthens the teeth. But again, that's the big, huge thing is the microbiome, right? This is mm-hmm. all of a sudden this past year of 2020, we've thrown all our knowledge around the microbiome out the window, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. it's gotta be the biggest area of research in health and wellness, mental health, physical health in the last decade, by far it, massive, we know how much our health depends on that and our oral health. Yes. And so definitely that's a way, a very safe way to keep the bacterial balance healthy in our in our mouths and i don't like to say pathogenic good or bad bacteria, because we have they all they all have their place especially with
0: pleomorphism
2: right yes yes exactly yes like a a
0: bad bacteria can turn into a good back like they they it's not just like one bacterium one disease and i'm putting that in in bunny ears uh and then one pill (laughs) <laughs> that's what the right. allopathic system is it's like, actually, no, these, a virus can transmute itself pleomorphically into a mycobacteria, into a fungi. Exactly.
2: exactly. And that's what Amanda Vollmer talks about as well. And that, and that's the thing. Mm. It's, it's, we simplify. it's like, oh, there's a bacteria there. Oh, you must have a bacterial infection. It's like, well, what came first? As, as what she likes to say, the, the, the fly didn't create the garbage, the garbage mm. attracted the fly. So it all yeah. is purposeful and it's there for a reason. And we have to, I think, step back and look at the intelligence of what's happening and not just make an assumption. Like yeah. Dr. Zach Bush talks about a, a breast cancer. They they did a they, they found a certain specific bacteria in a, in a cancerous breast tissue. And I thought, oh, well, maybe this is a bacterial problem, but they also found bacteria in, a he- in the healthy breast tissue, but it's very different. The predominance of which bacteria is very different in the healthy tissue versus the unhealthy tissue. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at why is that the bacteria is there to clean up and clean house and take care of things. So we have to understand how did it get to that in the first place? And so right. the mouth is extremely important as well. So by eating our fermented foods and eating our whole foods that are feeding the, the right balance of bacteria this Mm -hmm. is huge and not not you know rinsing with listerine and all these dedicated products and these completely toxic toothpastes and things like that it's amazing what we voluntarily expose ourselves to when there's very safe and very effective natural ways of doing things that's what
0: i yeah whenever I went to the mainstream dentist and he'd be putting, you know, the fluoride trays and like all the different flavored bubblegum flavored this and that. And I said, is this like, has this been tested?" He's like, Oh, it's all inert.
1: <laughs> it's fine.
0: The body loves it. It's inert I'm like, right. just because you've been putting it in people's mouths for 30 years doesn't right. mean that that's necessarily right. true. <laughs> no,
1: exactly
0: Cognitive dissonance okay. would happen if you looked into the, if, the potential Absolutely. effects of that. Um, I'd love to get into it with you, um, sort of like Zach, because this is something that's kind of I want to clarify from my own understanding is, and I and you touched on it with Amanda is the uh, the Zach Bush understanding of what a virus is. You know, he said things like it's a packet of information. Um, you know that when this whole virus came out of Wuhan, we should all get it because it's this new information that helps us upgrade our system. You know, we should be spending time with family, hugging in public parks. I I get that view and i also like amanda's and, and the germanic new medicine understanding that as you just said uh you know the fire trucks aren't the cause of the fire the flies are not the cause of the garbage that these are actually exosomes that they're there to help and assist the healing of a in germanic new medicine a significant biological special program of nature it, they're, they're there to either break down tissue that's no longer needed or to rebuild tissue so, you know, there's kind of two differing understandings apart from the, the allopathic understanding. How, how do you sort of synergize or understand those, the Zach Bush view versus the Amanda Almer view?
2: Well, I think there's <laughs> different packets of information going on. Now, now I'm not the expert doing the studies here, but what mm-hmm. really helped me with this is when I was listening to his, with Dr. Thomas Cowan, because mm. Zach Bush has been talking about, you know, virus is just a genetic update. We get it. We move on. And some people, some people will I think there's different information. So what made sense to me is Tom Kahn was saying, you know, the theory of evolution and and the survival of this, it doesn't really make sense because in order for our genes to respond and to get an update at where, you know, where some people might survive and some people won't, this could take thousands of years for that to actually, for that change to happen. Whereas if there's this virus that comes around, virus, whatever you want to call it, I think there's, I think we're calling I think there's more things out there than just the virus or just the bacteria or just the exosomes. But I, right. I do believe once he said it this way, it really made sense to me. It's like this will come out through this packet of information and we'll get the update and then we move on. And to me, that makes sense. Like it didn't, Zach Bush, I, I, I love the man, but it didn't, it, it kind of made sense. But until Thomas Cowan put it in the terms of it, it's not viable to just have this survival of the fittest idea because we don't evolve that fast. But if yeah. we can get this upgrade and get this insertion and then move on, then that that to me makes a big uh, that that makes sense to me. Yes. I'm still trying to personally understand so I can really explain it from a higher level, all the yeah. intricacies because I feel like I keep asking people and I'm not getting the full answer that I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. Germanic new medicine says that. Viruses, if they exist, help in the healing phase of a disease. And it says that every so-called disease is caused by an unexpected shock to the psyche that creates a concentric ring of energy in the brain that you can see in a CT scan. And whatever part of the body is controlled by that part of the brain will start to go through some sort of change. And so there's this uh, conflict shock that happens that catches the organism off guard. Then it goes into this survival program where there's a stress phase. Where mm-hmm. you know you'll, you you know, it's hard to sleep you're not that hungry, uh, your extremities are cold, uh, you're you're kind of on guard, and then if your body if your psyche feels safe enough to heal you'll go into the vagatonic phase the the the, the warm phase of the disease where you start to heal. So say uh, if you're going through some sort of death fright like you've been told that you've got, you know, the C word <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. whether
0: it's the coronavirus or whatever C word some yeah. <laughs> sort of scary some sort of scary thing they tell yes. you yes. that could put you into this stress phase where perhaps it's affecting your lungs because you're going through this death fright conflict where you need to absorb more lung more oxygen air morsels so your lung cells proliferate and so you're trying to absorb more and so then maybe you go back and they're like actually you're fine. Oh my goodness. Okay. And depending on how long you're in the stress phase, now you're going to go through the healing phase. And depending on how your psyche registered it as a threat to your survival, your healing could be quite intense. You might start to cough things up. And as Amanda says, it's like you're, you're detoxing, right? So, so Germanic new medicine says the virus would, would be a endogenous thing, like a solvent that your body makes to help to uh, it's not contagious. That's the that's the general right. thing. Yeah. So when Zach Bush says things like, "Well, you know, it's a genetic upgrade from the outside from Wuhan," then it's confusing to my understanding of what I've understood viruses to be which they're they're not contagious they're endogenous to your own being they're solvents and that's what Rudolf steiner said that the virus is a, a blooming out of the cell almost like a cell poop yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it seems like there's the exosome cell poop understanding of yes. viruses yes. and then there's the it up the, the packet upgrade yeah so i and think i'm like, like you i'm still trying to
2: i still i think there might be more i i feel like how do we connect globally yeah I, I feel like there is an external thing. I don't know. I don't know for sure, and I don't want to. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, we're not the we're not the experts,
0: really
1: but but
2: I it's feel interesting like talk there about is it. the XSO model for sure. But it I think we have different names for different things.
0: Yes, As- and and also it makes me think we can't lump all different types of organisms into this virus category. Like for example, yeah. my friend Edward moved to um, Bali, and he got what they call the dengue fever which apparently is a virus. So I I talked to my dramatic new medicine teacher and she said in dramatic new medicine, that type of microbe would be classified as a parasite. So it's like, it's either the parasite itself in his body or what it's shitting out, that his body is like not not liking. (laughs) He's being, it's a toxin, it's a poison, he's being poisoned. Whereas um, mainstream media blown up uh, so-called viruses, like things like HIV AIDS or things like coronavirus, these things have never actually been isolated from a human host. They've never satisfied Koch's postulates. So there's like the dengue fever, which you can actually see under a microscope. You can see the microbe associated with, with those symptoms like a parasite and then there are these other ones that have never been photographed under an electron microscope ever it's just computer generated cartoons that they're they're showing the public see we've we've isolated it's like actually no that's a cartoon that's a computer generated image
2: absolutely so it's like not
0: virus we can't put everything into this one category because it's so much more complex
2: i think so i think so and that's the thing i think we as humans feel that we need to explain everything and understand everything but i think there's there it's interesting but I don't know if our linear thinking could ever really truly understand the quantum nature of our universe and nature around us. There's an intelligence right. that I don't believe that we have the capacity. And I don't think we necessarily need to. I, I, yeah. I'm very interested. I'm constantly learning another stop, mm-hmm. but I don't pretend that I'm ever gonna know it all. It's just-
0: yeah. I, I like the um, the statement, we have to learn how to live with our microbes like i was i was speaking with my mom who's who's been through breast cancer and and my father's the the psychiatrist and they were quite upset when i said you know viruses don't exist and and i tried to you know cuz my whole thing these days is let's trade positions for common ground let's trade positions arguments uh for finding the um the similarities in our understandings so i said you know really what i at the end of the day what i understand and know to be true is what you fight, you strengthen. And so there's a war on cancer, there's a war on Corona, there's a war on AIDS, and it's all getting bigger. So we have to learn how to live with our microbes, because we're 10 to one microbe. And if we're constantly in fear, and we're constantly, you know, throwing these pharmaceuticals and even natural remedies, if we're constantly pushing against those things that we're scared of, they're just going to get bigger, whatever they are. Even if it's if it starts in the psych the psychic realm, which I believe a lot of things do, I really believe the psyche is the most powerful component of healing or illness. So my mom understood that, and it was actually quite a relief for all of us to be like, okay, we have to learn how to live with our microbes. That makes sense.
2: It's the only way. I mean, if right. we depend we depend on the genetics of our microbes for the expression of ourselves. It is essential mm-hmm. to now. It's to think that we could ever. Not that's the thing. We're, 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 there's a war in everything. We're sanitizing everything. We're yes, we're up everything, and it's insanity. Our our own expression, our physical health, our mental health, everything depends on those microbes and uh-huh. that environment that that we provide for them. We are a host to these microbes, and as a result, our health is representative of that community within us.
0: Thank you. I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Kelly Brogan
2: absolutely yes i
0: love her you actually look like her i don't know if anybody's told <laughs> you take that that is a big compliment yeah.
2: thank you very much yeah, i was
0: like, <laughs> you look like kelly brogan <laughs> um i love her and and my teacher i got to meet christiane northrup as i'm sure you you know you've, you've heard of christian Northrup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. i was yeah. grateful that the host yeah. knew of my music Oh.
2: you just froze up on me. I didn't hear like the last minute or 30 seconds or something.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just noticed it froze. Can you hear me now?
2: Yes. So you're just okay. talking with Dr. Christiane Northrup.
0: Yes. Yeah. So she came up to Vancouver in 2011 to do a talk at at this theater on, you know, women's wellness. And so she was promoting on a radio show here and the host was playing my my music and she really liked it. And so long story short, she had me open for her. Uh, when she came here and we got Amazing. I got to meet her and give her a hug and um, ever since 2011 if you have if I've ever had sort of a query or a question I, I'll i reach out to her and you know I've, I have a lot of friends who you know uh, have really bought into this, this whole HIV you know evil killer in your blood paradigm and it never quite resonated with me I'm like I feel like there's more to the story than just like you know, there's this evil killer in your blood. Then I started to talk to men who were diagnosed with this so-called HIV AIDS in the eighties, never took any medication and are healthier than a horse now, 35 years later. Mm-hmm. And they said a lot of their friends who took this, you know, AZT, these co- toxic cocktails all died.
2: Well, they call that death by, death by AZT basically as well. Right. Like That's an, AIDS by AZ, AZT. But yes. AIDS. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So then I started to look into the research of Peter Duesberg um and i i asked christiane northrup and i I had her on on the podcast and she said in her you know third edition of women's bodies women's wisdom she actually interviewed gay men in the 80s who had completely reversed their hiv status using natural methods um and her publishers down at bantam in new york went batshit crazy on her and said you cannot put this in the book Because we know men who are only alive because of the, you know, the AZT and these newer drugs, you cannot, this is too controversial. And so Northrop decided that she would die on the HPV Gardasil Hill, but she wasn't going to tackle this one because you got to choose your battles. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she referred me to Kelly Brogan because I was asking because I had a friend who, you know, started taking these medications and he was fine before he got the diagnosis and then he started getting these rashes and depression and all these things. And I was like, he was fine before, what's happening? And so she said, this is what Kelly Brogan said, and this can apply to HIV, Corona, any of these um, uh, sort of modern media hyped uh, so-called viruses. As a rethinker, I've turned to sources like this and she uh, sends duesberg.com, D-U-E-S-B-E-R-G.com, Peter Duesberg. Either way, the truth is we have no idea what HIV is and you could substitute that for coronavirus. Uh, And it's interesting that Anthony Fauci is one of the key players in both of these. Many believe that it has never been isolated as a virus. What antibodies mean, many believe they are normative or even healthy, and anytime we are dealing with a syndrome such as depression, Lyme, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, candida, we have to always address the terrain first before we jump into fighting anything. Moreover, recent science around exosomes helps us to see that the viruses are no different than these messenger vesicles that we use for our own DNA expression. Not to mention that some 45% or more of our genome is quote unquote viral in origin. There's a lot more nefarious info on pharma's agenda with these drugs so you could substitute that for this quaxine that's happening right now that's being pushed, mm-hmm. particularly abroad, uh, but know that it reeks of public health manipulation, biopolitics style, in short, never ingest disabling chemicals that render you a patient for life, when that decision is predicated on outdated scientific narratives and robust industry profits and that really resonated with me really
2: key things there and i think when we can a true guru never wants to always be your guru so we look at Mm -hmm. the model of big pharma you're on Mm -hmm. it forever there's no Mm -hmm. other choice the answer is outside of you follow the money Mm -hmm. and now let's put in you know there's no liability there's no Mm -hmm. recourse if you're harmed or killed by this Mm -hmm. it's it's completely ludicrous so that the uh, how i i don't understand how there's a spell that people are under and we know Mm -hmm. that so many things are not deadly yet we'll do anything we'll voluntarily inject ourselves with poison Mm -hmm. to protect ourselves from something without even understanding the terrain of this body is it to me it's mind-boggling how far we have sunk And a really interesting movie just Mm -hmm. before i forget i don't know if you've ever heard of Mm -hmm. it on the whole aids and hiv debacle is a house of numbers have you ever watched that
0: actually the fellow who directed it um lives in vancouver and i was grateful to get to meet him a couple of years ago we went for lunch and and yeah hearing his story about how he just you know wanted to he heard oh wow there's a lot more info there's a lot more different perspectives on this situation than what the mainstream view is he started, you know, researching and made this movie and he said it, it was so intense, the backlash, like there was, it won a lot of awards. But then he also just got so much backlash that he was like, OK, whoa, it was like what Christiane Northrup said. Yeah. It's like, whoa, there's a lot of, you know, and so we're not saying, you know, if if I'm just saying, listen to your heart, like if you want to take try, like if you get diet and do that, that's fine. Everything's fine, but it can't be a one size fits all thing. You know, because I know at least 15 guys now who have this so-called HIV and they're healthier than most people I know.
2: Sandor Katz, he's one. Do you know Sandor Katz? He's a no. fermenter. He wrote uh, Wild Fermentation. He travels the world teaching people about fermentation. He's a gay man living with HIV, has oh. for, I don't know, forever, for a very, very long time.
0: What's his and name? How do you spell it?
2: Sandor, S-A-N-D-O-R, cool. Katz,
0: K-A-N-D-O-R-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K KATZ cool yeah and and you know there's i think a, a lot of um a lot of us neglect to understand how how much the psyche like fear and and thinking you know that you're diseased can really do a number on your so-called immune system and on your overall well-being
2: 100% and coming back to like you were talking about Chinese herbs. I also work with a tonic herb company, a local tonic herb company. Oh, cool. And so using these traditional Chinese herbs and tonic herbs daily is part of my protocol. And, it, mm. and I, what I love about that, that whole philosophy, it's a totally different come from. Cause I remember talking to this woman and all she identified is I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a cancer survivor all that was her identity. And every mm. supplement she took was because she was a cancer survivor and she didn't want to get cancer again. And I finally just said, you're going to get cancer again. <laughs> there's, there's a, I take the things that I'm taking to build my health for longevity, yes. to explore how strong and healthy I can be, to build it has nothing mm. to do with suppressing anything or preventing anything even. Thank I feel you. like prevention, preventing is even a low bar. For me, it's about let's build the health. And that comes from you. And I tried to explain, and she she understood, but she was still so identified with being a survivor, and that just says cancer all over it.
0: Yeah, it's it's um, it's almost like there's this thing in our and David R. Hawkins talks about this in his in his lectures in his book Power versus Force. How there's this like competition to see who is the most victimized. It's like who who can have the biggest victim badge, and and I have definitely. You know played the victim role in my life and and that's part of my shadow that i'm working on um but what was i gonna say um yeah you're your're oh exactly what you said this fellow casta who told me about nadine artemis in the first place he said um it's not about for him in his wellness uh view of things it's not about pushing against diseases. It's about moving towards the light. It's about building radiance, which is really what you just said. And, and that something clicked when he told me that on the phone several years ago. I was like, oh, right. What you focus on expands. What you push yeah. against, you create. So if you're this, you know, victim, you know, survivor, and you're, you you got to prevent yourself from getting it again, that's the vibration of that is a little bit of pushing against. It's like Mother Teresa says, "I'll never attend an anti-war rally, right. but I will t- attend a pro-peace, a pro-light, uh, you know, gathering." And in same thing in healing, doesn't it just, just feel so good to like be building radiance?
2: Yes, completely different come from, and I think completely different end result. Mm. Uh, is what you're focusing on well, are you looking behind you or are you looking ahead of you and mm-hmm. you get completely different different results so that's what i try to encourage people is you don't do this to prevent anything right you do this to build and to build and to glow and to live to live totally. i think that's one thing that we've really seen in this world in this last year is people have forgotten they're so terrified to die but they have no idea how to live
0: mm-hmm. true that
2: and with their, I just got very, very infuriated today with the latest post because the WHO has changed the way they're uh, they're going to diagnose uh, the corona, and now you need two native tests and you have to have symptoms. Well, all of a sudden, guess what? We're going to reduce we're going to reduce cases by fifty percent, sixty percent, ninety percent, maybe based on this false and 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 what have people done they've forgotten to live this whole way they forgot what it's like to be a human being living on in community on this planet and I I care so much for humanity but I don't like people right now (laughs) it's very Uh hard for me to be around we're we're so afraid and we don't even know why we're here
0: yeah that's the biggest thing is like tapping into our purpose and i don't know if you're familiar with the whole like geoengineering uh situation like i follow the work of dr dietrich Klinghart and he talks about you know how he's found aluminum and glyphosate in in these uh trailings of uh, certain things he's found in the sky and i never fully believed in what was going on until right at the start of the lockdown i live in downtown vancouver and i look up because we're all isolating at home right and i'm like looking up and i'm like why are there like 25 trails, like air, airplane trails in the sky, like there's no commercial flights happening right now. All planes have been grounded.
2: Isn't that interesting?
0: What? Wow. <laughs> and then something clicked. And I even asked my dad, he's like, oh, that's just like cumulonimbus clouds. I'm like, I don't think it's, t- <laughs> I don't, that doesn't look very, that doesn't look very natural that, you know, right. and then I, I heard that you can tell if it's a geoengineering situation because it'll be a line and then it will start to kind of span out. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it's just like from a, a commercial plane, it'll like it'll be a line and then it'll just go away. Whereas if it's a, a geoengine, it kind of spans out. And I spoke with a friend um, near the beginning of lockdown, and I said, "Why do they? Why do they do that?" And she said, "Well, she thinks it's something to do with cutting humans off from our connection to the crown chakra and to our higher self. And it's mm-hmm. like this sort of smogginess which pinches off." Uh, our ability to connect with basically God. And so I see this sort of thing happening where the dominator system wants to cut people off from the crown chakra through these types of things, also through fluoride and and things that calcify the pineal gland. And that's a true statement. I did some research even on PubMed. I found uh, research showing that it does calcify the pineal gland. So that's not just like a hippy-dippy statement. That's actually on PubMed. Um, It's a mainstream uh, evidential thing too. And then they cut us off from the root through things like circumcision and childhood sexual abuse and all these different ways that they put trauma in the root. So we're just operating from ego. So many of us, uh, we're just operating from the body. We have very little ability to connect to God and we have very little ability to connect to our power center, which is the rectum sex organ, navel point, uh, region of the body, because that area has been so shamed. And, um, that that's really where my work com- i think that's where all of our work comes in is helping people reconnect right
2: yes and it's hard and it's hard for men men that have been circum. my husband's been circumcised but mm-hmm. that that is a big topic that i get into in my program with a woman mm-hmm. i actually interviewed her yesterday but in my original program elena Toneni vladimirova mm-hmm. about birth trauma and the quality of birth and how that effect impacts the quality of our species
0: mm-hmm. but
2: the the circumcision is It's basically where sex and violence first meet. Hmm. And it's because you're in this, you're with this nurse, this woman, safe place, and they strap down and they, they, they pleasure you to make it hard and then they cut you with no anesthesia. And it's the most brutal torture. There's there's 20,000 nerve endings for pleasure alone in the foreskin. Yes. And they remove them. And it's, and that's when a lot of men check out. Because right. that's that's the, it's, this is not a safe place, right? It's like the antelope in the jaws of the lion. It's like it's there, but it's not there anymore because it just right. checks out. And a lot of men don't come back. They don't, and so they're they're not connected with their emotions. They're not emotionally available. And that right. starts. And I would like to I would love to see a study with you know emotionally uh, emotional health with men and the rate of circumcision. To yes. think that this is something remotely appropriate or necessary is beyond me and how any, any parent or mother could give their baby over. And, and I, I have a client right now who actually she's pregnant and and she's not sure what she's going to do about that. And I'm like, hmm. you decide to do that. You go and stand there with your baby and you watch. It's like, yeah. oh, I couldn't do that. I'm like, you couldn't do that, but you could put your baby there. I, I, I'm urging her.
0: Yeah. definitely to uh and why does what's her reasoning why does she think that would be a good uh,
2: she just thinks that she might be doing him a disservice sexually or people might think it's weird or they might get grossed out about it and it's oh, just it's her so own sad. it's her own Ignorant. ideas and ignorance around it. yeah
0: it's Absolutely. like um I, I what a lot of people don't realize is that the um the foreskin is glued just like the fingernail is is adhered to your finger yes. Like it's it's glued and and um, I've even heard doctors say oh you know that goes away who who are pretty liberal they say oh that that glue that that fusion goes away at age three or four but that's actually not true according to my research it can be anywhere from age six to teenage years
2: it can go up to teens like yes. I've
0: I've even read twenty years old um, sometimes that's late. for it, for it to yeah. fully pull back and so yeah. the whole the whole message is only clean what is seen. Um, and it's like a flower. It'll naturally, you know, open up at its own time. You don't force it. Right. Um, and a lot of, um, I'm reading a book called um, uh, Ronald, Ronald Goldman. I think it's called Circumcision, the Hidden Trauma by Ronald Goldman. And he's got a, a resource website called circumcision.org. And um, yeah, he was saying that sometimes, or well, more often than, than we would imagine, is the caretaker or the doctor will pull it back and then it will scar and then it'll actually cause a phimosis. So later in life, the doctor's like, oh, you've got phimosis, which is a tight foreskin. We're gonna have to cut it off. But really it was iatrogenic. It was caused by the doctor.
2: Right, because they encourage you to to pull start pulling that back right away. They, uh, they that, that's what parents that's are what encouraged to do. Still, they, really. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely they do. Yeah, that's what we were told. And like, I'm just gonna leave that thing be. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Totally. Let it. Let it be. Let it be. (laughs) Let it be. Let it be.
2: (laughs) And this idea that that oh, but I'm gonna be different from my father. I mean, I've got my husband. I've got my son, and and they're so so far they're not comparing notes. Right.
0: It's like just in you know you can just be like look I'm like daddy. (laughs) Look I'm like myself. (laughs) Look I'm like daddy. (laughs) Look I'm like myself. (laughs) Can be like your dad. Just keep it back. You want you know it's like there you go. It's um. Yeah. And it's interesting to research, like the history of it in the States, like how, and then we're kind of like smally Americans sometimes. So it's like those traditions kind of bleed into our culture, but it's like, that was actually a cure quote unquote cure for masturbation. Yes. Right. And then even and Harvey Kellogg, he advocated circumcision and eating his cornflakes to prevent masturbation. (laughs) And then for women, he advocated putting a drop or I don't know how many drops, but putting carbolic acid on the clitoris. Goodness. to prevent masturbation. So this is where the tradition of circumcision in North America has come from. So when people realize that it's like, hey, it's like if that mother who you're speaking with maybe understood that it's like, actually, this is actually based in this puritanical unscientific um, sex negative uh, milieu. Um, you know, it's just, it, it it's unfortunate that it, it cuts so deep, no pun intended, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know?
2: And for some, I mean, it's so, it's such a, they cut so much off that it's just painful to even have an erection.
0: Yeah. It's, and uh, I've teach, I've taught naked men's yoga for 10 years. So I've seen, I can't even tell you how many botched circumcisions I've seen. I've seen things where the entire head of the penis was cut off.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. Literally. I saw that last year. I've seen skin folds. So there'll be a piece of skin from the shaft that attaches onto the, the glands and you could literally stick two fingers underneath and there's like multiple sort of skin uh, bridges as it were um it, it's horrible i i would say like 80% of the circumcisions that i've seen in my classes are botched in some way i would say all all circumcisions are botched cuz it's yeah. mutilation of course but but in terms of like the aesthetics it's like oh my gosh like that doctor really damaged that that man's manhood
1: yeah absolutely and
0: because it's such a private thing, men don't talk about it. So the general public doesn't know just how common it is. Cause I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a rare case where I'm actually, I see a lot of naked people all the time.
2: Well, and good for those men to not be so self-conscious as to exactly. not, exactly. Oh, that's, that's impressive.
0: Exactly. Men,
2: that's going to take a lot of self-confidence to expose yourself.
0: Totally. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, and and Northrop was talking about how there's groups, you know, in Australia where men will, you know, talk about how they were circumcised and and hug each other, and 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 I think that's the work that I do with with men. It's it's gone beyond just naked yoga. It's really just about body acceptance because women have have been uh, brainwashed into having body image issues, but also have men not just through circumcision, but just like through movies like Gerard Butler in the movie 300, where the airbrushed abs are on. And then the guys think, oh, well, I don't look like that. So I must not be as, as manly or this or that. But when you just see a room of naked people, you're like, oh, we all are just our own selves. And it totally just normalizes the human experience. It's like strength training. Nice.
2: Nice. And I wanted just one thing about, again, Elena, she has a movie called birth as we know it and she has a scene with a circumcision in that movie oh wow She went through about I can't remember how she said six or seven editors for that they couldn't sit through it and watch it they could not do it she had to get editor after editor to edit that clip because they simply couldn't watch it it is sheer torture and this being one of the first experiences of a baby's life and then we wonder why we have all sorts of you know, emotional trauma. Like birth itself is traumatic. To come into this mm-hmm. world from a a closed environment, upside down, wet, dark to light, open, loud. Everything is traumatic in itself. Never mind all the interventions that we add in on top of that, and never mind then cutting away a very essential anatomy. Yeah, it, it's so you're right. We start this world traumatized, and I don't think it's by accident. I also did an interview with um, Janice Barcelo who talks about the dark side of uh, childbirth and basically the dark side of the medical industry. And, and, and it's, it's, I mean, the people that are there practicing it, you know, there's, they're not like, they're all in ill-intentioned devil worshipers. But I think mm-hmm. the, the fact that these are common practices is not by mistake. It is by design.
0: Yeah, it seems to be part of this larger uh, dominator system. Of wounding people in in different ways when they're they're young to again cut them off from their true nature, um, and that's why I really like like the work that that you do of of bringing this to light and really living. I like I mean you're gorgeous, you're radiant, you're living the teachings, you're living, and and I feel that is sort of the way to to help to change the world is like this whole understanding that now that we live in the Aquarian age, like the Piscean age ended in 2012, that was a very dark time of putting people up on pedestals whereas now it's like be your own guru be your own teacher and just live it and be it and um it's such an exciting time in that respect to be alive because all we have to do to change the world is to really just feel juicy and um live these teachings and be kind to ourselves and and heal can you recommend to any men listening who who were circumcised and are, are still are realizing perhaps oh my gosh I do because I I've started to talk about it on my Instagram and one of my close friends he's like you know what I'm glad you started talking about that and it was really difficult I had to go through some dark nights of the soul because I didn't realize that I actually was traumatized from that I thought I was fine from that circumstance but actually you're right I it was like I had to cry a few nights can you recommend any sort of healing processes that men can do
2: oh that's interesting i'm not the expert in this area my husband actually does work with people with that with helping them through their traumas oh does he so
0: how has he sort of moved through his with his circumcision
2: well he has been dedicated to being a little bit better than every day since like Mm -hmm. he recognized anger as a teenager when once he put a hole through his bedroom door he realized wait a second this Mm -hmm. isn't good for me and so he's been on his path for decades now. So I see he's gone through all sorts of versions of the going through the spiritual side and the ultra nice side to coming through. You know, you kind of go through one extreme to the other extreme and coming back and really finding your true self and understanding that it's not about being one way or another. But so for him it's more about he works with the release technique and and allowing um emotions to using those emotions but not stuffing them and not ignoring them and not holding on to them. So right. he works with emotions and helping people move through his emotions. And once upon a time, what he was doing is he was a massage therapist and he created a, a modality called the deep issue massage method. So he worked with people's mm. emotional stuff through the body.
0: Cool. And he
2: decided he doesn't want to work with his hands anymore, which is right. good because he can't right now. Well, he could underground, but he can't. So <laughs> yeah. it's more with. Um, moving into those traumas. So I don't know specifically, his, I can't say his method exactly because it's different with everyone, but there's a lot of, I, I think a, one of the really important thing is also the touch in the community that yes. we're not getting right now. Like this is how you heal a baby. This is how you heal a baby of birth trauma and of yes. circumcision trauma and everything. It's that touch. And it's that massage. And it's that yes. breastfeeding and skin to skin. And it's that this is our our bodies. We we like, you know, spirituality likes to kind of separate Well, we, we know we're mind body, we you know one, but it was, we, we tend to have practices that kind of were not our bodies. Mm-hmm. But I think our bodies are in a massive tool of healing.
1: Oh, and, amen. Yeah. You
2: know, we need that. We need we need the dance church and we need the touch and we need the, the that. And then we need the people that are going to help us move through that. So I don't know. There's I'm sure there's lots of people out there specifically for circumcision. I don't know specifically. There was a site mm-hmm. that I used to look at, but I haven't been on there for a long time. It's called Saving Our Sons. And I don't know mm-hmm if they would have some resources.
0: I know value. circumcision.org does have resources like counseling yeah. and, and stuff like that. And I, I really think you hit the nail on the head with touch. One of my teachers, Kim Anami, I don't know if you've yes. heard of her. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. she's so fun um, and really knowledgeable. And she talks about massage. And like, if, if you have a, a girlfriend or boyfriend, ask them to massage your lingam. Lingam is code for wand of light penis in Sanskrit. And um, yeah, that touch is so important. And even like, I love how Amanda Vollmer was saying, like the whole world is like masked up and scared of the microbes while she's like drinking her urine and like, you know, getting barefoot in the soil. And I totally feel that way too. I've tried Shivambu urine therapy and it's very like empowering and you know, really like learning how to not be afraid um, because it seems like the mainstream media and the sort of allopathic system is based in this sort of fear-based thing as we've been talking about. And it's not all bad, you know, emergency medicine is amazing, But in terms of like really uh, helping people fall in love with their essence. And if it is true that we're 10 to 1 microbe, which mainstream science is affirming, then it's like, how can we fall in love with the essence of who we are as a human being? We are meant to be like barefoot in the dirt. We are meant, as you said, to be like hugging each other and embracing and. Um, Shaman Wendy Mandy talks about how in ancient tribes people would dance as a community around the fire, stomping their feet, raising their kundalini energy together and in this erotic dance experience of, you know, all that stuff we need. And doing it on Zoom doesn't quite cut it. No, it does not. No, it does not. I tried to do a Zoom dance party. It was pretty sad.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. yeah, no that that human connection again. It's not by design, but I mean, we we're cutting off you know expression. We're cutting off the touch. We're cutting off the exchange of microbiome and information. We're mm-hmm. we're it's it's again pheromones. It's absolutely and pheromones. So even in our babies, we do that from the beginning. We're taught to put a hat on them. We should not right. be putting hats on our babies. We mm. need to smell. That's part of our connection. That's part of our bonding. We right leaving that they, they will their temperature will regulate you just put them on mama mm-hmm. you know
1: that,
0: that's
2: that's another thing it's everything about everything about our kids when we when our babies are born about separate all the modern convenience separate us from our child
1: mm-hmm. and so we
2: start that right from the beginning the crib the stroller the walker the the bouncer the the soother like everything it's like you know i've got a soother here i you're you're welcome in my bed i don't need an extra anything you don't need anything but some blankets and clothes for your baby basically you don't need bottles right. you don't need any of that stuff so we start that right from the beginning
0: right it makes me think of swaddling like in russia how they would swaddle the baby and mm-hmm. it wouldn't get any vitamin d and then they wondered why they all had rickets it's like putting the toucan as a modern day swaddling listen i just have to quickly run to the washroom but i want to yes. ask you as our last topic i want to ask you about um your courses with the childbirth
2: sure okay
0: Awesome. So, to finish off this interview, and I really, I really do appreciate your time, Sasha, because it's, it's. I feel like um, I've met a kindred spirit, and it's also great to be meeting so many Canadians in this realm. Like, I, I didn't realize Amanda was Canadian until a couple weeks mm. ago, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to get some stuff off her store. I know. Um, I think I, I let's plug her. I think. Have you? Um, I think I her about. new got her,
2: um, her DMSO. As soon as he reads on this, oh. it it's in a jar. You know, you got to. Yeah, he
0: got. I when I heard <laughs> that, I was like, I need to order some of that too. Yeah. I, that sounds really exciting. Um, I bought. I just bought her book Healing with DMSO, and I started um, putting because I've got some thinning hair. So the DMSO with uh, aloe vera juice and um, essential oil of peppermint and rosemary, um, and some water, and so yeah, she's just got a, a wealth of things, and I think her new website address because she's being quite censored unfortunately by health canada i think her because i couldn't find the store but i think it's at yummy.doctor
2: yes Yes. it used
0: to be something else but now it's yummy.doctor and you can get all of her stuff there so definitely support amanda because she's amazing but tell me about your your programs in terms of the childbirth conscious childbirth courses right Mm -hmm.
2: so i just re so what good thing about 2020 is kind of reignited some passions in me and i think if it's Brought me closer to a purpose i started my podcast and i relaunched my program called your conscious pregnancy and parenting god that I originally created after i had my son he's almost mm. 12 i think i did it about 10 years ago because i was really struck by the enormity of pregnancy and bringing forth a new being in this planet and is mm. and and already having a lot of years of research around health and wellness and everything like that and so understanding. So I I was already a little bit ahead of the game, but then of course, then when you're somebody who's researching, you're gonna learn a lot more. So I really delved into all the years, pre and perinatal psychology, Hmm. nutrition, parenting, educating, like how was I gonna school my child? So many different things. So what I did is I created a program where I interviewed all these experts in their fields. So Nadine Artemis is one, Dr. Bruce Lipton, I interviewed, uh, David Wolf, Daniel Vitalis, like a lot of the people that were really, oh, yeah,
0: I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really,
2: they were big people back in the day and they still are. And the thing is, is this is really important information that is still, is timeless. I mean, some of the yeah. nutrition stuff I'm adding in because I was, I was kind of more open to raw, but not so much so, but it's definitely more concentrated on traditional diets, traditional foods. Michael Mendiza, who worked very closely with Joseph Chilton Pierce, is mm-hmm. somebody they interviewed as well around, you know, play in the optimal states of learning and talking about traumas and things like that. So it's something that I put together and that I'm now adding in new information to try to touch on all areas of mm-hmm. what affects us and how what forms our worldview and our self view. Right. right. We have a lot of, uh faulty thinking when it comes to ourselves and understanding and because that those first six seven years of life were basically tape recorders right and everything goes in and we are programming our limbic system is being formed and programmed and even though when we're older it might we know it doesn't make sense to have the ideas that we do about ourselves it doesn't matter it's it's in there and it's programmed so it takes a lot more work to undo that it's doable and that's the beauty about the mind and the body I mean there's always hope I believe Mm -hmm. and we are our natural state is to heal we just have to want it. Mm-hmm. But we are born into our comfort zone, and so whether that looks, on um, from the outside, comfortable or not to us, it's comfortable, right? So that's mm-hmm. why we have a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors, or we'll we'll get fired when we finally get the job because we're it's more comfortable to be uncomfortable, right? And to not have the money, or to not have the, the relationship, or whatever the success may be. Mm-hmm. So I created this program around that, and now I'm just adding new information so like i said i'm interviewing the dentist tomorrow and then i'm doing another piece on building the body with tonic herbs prior to pregnancy and then restoring cool. health post pregnancy with tonic herbs and going to go more into dietary stuff and, that's and more awesome. on education so also schooling that's a big thing i mean yeah you want to indoctrinate your children, put them in the public school system. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So looking at alternatives around that, because I think there's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen if you want to be open to really supporting the true potential of our children. And, totally. And that, the, you know, we've been indoctrinated as to what education looks like. Yeah. So really questioning that as well, questioning it, everything at every level.
0: What do you think of Waldorf schools?
2: So I. that's where I thought... That my son was gonna go. And I think everybody I think there's beauty and 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 viability in everything as long as you mm-hmm. are your child, your your child just needs an advocate. Yeah. So I love a lot of elements of, of Waldorf schooling, and Joseph Tilton Pierce was a huge advocate of Waldorf schooling because it really honors the child and the creativity and the movement and the play, but it is also top down. So I went from thinking, okay, it's gonna be Waldorf, no, it's gonna be Montessori, no, it's gonna be unschooling. Mm-hmm. And so my son has actually never spent a moment in school, and nice. doesn't follow a curriculum, and that works for us. But you have to trust. You have to trust in that learning is going to happen. You have to trust in that everybody does it in their own time. And you, and it also works if you're not, you know, type A personality, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you think you've got to be on schedule, you're just going to create a life of stress for yourself. Unless your child's right. that way and they like that environment. So I think Waldorf is great for some people. I don't think mm-hmm. my son would have done well in it because I don't think my son would do well in any school other than one that just allows him to do what he wants to do. Not to say that sometimes awesome. we don't require certain things of them, but my biggest goal for my son is to teach my son how to learn so that he can learn Yeah. Anything.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. So another one that I want to get into, I'm trying to get an interview, is doing classical education where we look at the trivium and the quadrivium. We look mm. at the basics of logic and rhetoric and grammar and then you build on the higher studies of arts and other things like that so in really mm-hmm. looking at the way we used to be taught so that we have the capacity to learn whatever we want and to think critically and logically and to break apart the rhetoric that we are hearing right in the media mm-hmm. and everything we, i just i, I, I we, it's clear that we don't have our critical thinking skills anymore and we just right swallow whatever we're told
0: yeah and it's almost yeah. like we're not allowed to um have a healthy debate or to talk about things that differ from the main well we're allowed but then there's this such vitriol and negativity it's like almost like part of education would be beneficial to learn how to deal with harsh criticism <laughs> and right. not take it personally and be like neutral-minded like even having that element of meditative cultivation of meditation too <laughs> would be good
2: well and i think that's a big part of the parenting <laughs> so naomi aldard who i who I interviewed with parenting it's really about really so so they said something yes you so does is it true does it change anything about you no it's about raising people to feel right in the world mm. and a lot of us don't feel right in this world and as right. such we care more about what other people care about us than what we think of our own selves
0: that's beautiful to yeah to. raising to feel right in the world that's so key
2: hmm because yeah, if I, you have is. that
0: self worth and groundedness, then it doesn't really matter what anybody else says.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's right now. I see people self centering everywhere because self censoring everywhere because they're worried about. Oh my goodness, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Who cares? <laughs> 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 who cares? It doesn't change who you are, and it only makes you stronger. And right. your voice matters, and your opinion matters.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Thank so, you so much for for this interview and for all the amazing wisdom that you've shared with us. And where can where can people find you online?
2: So I am at sovereigncollective.org is my awesome. uh, my podcast.
0: And audience can check that out. I, I found you on Spotify and uh, the okay, episodes yes. are, are so it's amazing. Also
2: on Spotify, yeah. it's on YouTube, it's on BitChute, it's on iTunes, it's on um, Stitcher. I think nice. so, and so you just
0: pop. type in Severn collective and it will pop up on it any of those. Up,
2: I think so. Yes. Yeah. So that I also have, I'm not really using it, but I do have a website called in that I created years ago that I haven't been updating, but I plan to, because mm. my view is if we change the way we, we conceive our babies, we carry them and we raise them in one generation without even trying to have the lofty goal of changing the world, the world will just naturally change because we'll yes. have a different quality of human. Oh, amen. So that's another one. And then Sasha Calavota on Facebook is where, but I've been very loud this past year on Facebook. It used to be all just tips and tricks and nutrition <laughs> and inspiration. And now it's all about, let's just get the truth out there. So
0: yeah, that's like me on Instagram. Like we just have to, you know, wake up and it, it's interesting. Like Christian Northrop has said, I've had to block and ban a lot of people. I've got to pull this up because it's really good. And I think it's it's worth kind of finishing on because we have talked about things that are a little bit controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, So here we go, Northrop. Block. Here we go. Okay. She said, um, I have had to unfriend, block, and ban people, not because my heart wanted to ban them, but because of my own increasing self-respect and cherishing of self. Uh and that really hit home for me
2: absolutely that's powerful i can feel that that that's powerful
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and she wrote a great book a couple years ago called dodging energy vampires Mm -hmm. an empath's guide to evading the relationships that drain you and restoring yourself to optimal health or something like that and um that's been like a bible for me (laughs) because as empaths sometimes we We care so much about like we're like people pleasing. Right. And we care so much because we can feel when somebody's feeling difficult emotions, we feel it, too. So a lot of this is like really just been giving myself permission to come back to self and do what I need to do to be me and speak my truth without self censoring, as you said. Um, And there's a time and a place like I've got 5000 random people I've met over the last 15 years on Facebook. If I talk about, for example, vaccines right away, somebody will report it. I get censored, I get banned for two months. Wow. So what I've done is I've created a private Instagram account. And so I, I kind of intuitively, if somebody wants to follow me, I'll come be like, mm, I, You're all your photos. You're wearing a mask. I don't think you're going to like what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm friend.
2: <laughs> I know. I uh-huh. just had a friend in our in our immediate community friend me on Facebook. I show this to my husband. Like I just started laughing because I'm like, have you actually looked at my page? Because I'm pretty sure you don't want to see it. So no, I haven't decided what I'm going to do there. Yeah,
1: sometimes you don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway, it's really nice to, to connect. And um, I'd love to have you on again at some point and talk about more juicy things. And um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's
2: an honor to be here. I really appreciate what you're doing as well too. And I'm going to look Thank more you. into all the things because you just came into my feed the other day. So well, yeah. great. So I look forward to exploring more of what you're doing. It's important work. So I Thank you. you.
0: I appreciate Thank that. You. Lots of love. You too. Thank you so much, Sasha, for being on the show. I really appreciate all your wisdom and your loving presence and your energy. Thank you for everything you're doing to help educate people and elevate the planet using nutrition and holistic wellness principles. If you want to learn more about Sasha, check out the show notes. Uh, she's on Facebook and she's got her own website for the Severn Collective. That's severncollective.org. I highly recommend her podcast. Check out her interview with Amanda Vollmer. Uh, these are two powerhouse women that I'm so grateful to uh you know be learning from and uh communing with and i really think that's the way to move forward in our world is to really uh connect with like-minded souls and share the technologies and information that we are accruing as a community um intending to elevate the planet through these natural means and there's always a time and a place for everything but isn't it juicy and exciting to learn about all of these things from the earth that we can use to elevate our wellness I just want to move off grid with these ladies and just start a start a village, (laughs) start a village and have a bunch of babies and just you know have be kind of like how we were in the ancient times. I remember Shaman Wendy Mandy saying that in the ancient times, men, women, we'd all gather around fires and dance together, barefoot, stomping our feet, raising our Kundalini energy, sharing the technologies, raising the children together. I just love that vision. So let's hold that vision and let's all move off grid. If you want to learn more about me and my music and the sexual kung fu that I offer, you can go to willblunderfield.ca. This episode is sponsored by ShockRibs. Head over to shockribs.com for the best, most ethically sourced sex plug, uh, anal plugs and yoni wands and yoni eggs that you could ever buy. Uh, they're shipped to you with a selenite wand encapsulated into the packaging so that you can have this pure anal plug or yoni wand or yoni egg. Uh, delivered to your doorstep, and you can use my code Wild Man at checkout at That's Chakrubs.com. That's C H A K R U B S.com, and again, the code is Wild Naked Man to get yourself a sweet ten percent off your order. Uh, I know the ladies who run this company of Chakrubs, and they're so passionate about what they do, and they really offer a lot of value uh, in in helping women and men uh, and everybody in the middle. To really love their yonis and love their anuses and really fall deeply in love with the root chakra region, which has been so shamed in our culture. Super important work that they're doing over at Chakrabs. So go check out chakras.com And I wish you all a beautiful week. And I will see you in a couple weeks for the next episode. Satan.
1: Call him